So I'm a little bit nasally from getting over a cold this past week, but that doesn't stop what we're doing here. So, hi, I'm Courtney. This is Something Positive for Positive People. And today I'm here with Emma. Emma, go on and introduce yourself. Um, I'm Emma. I'm 40 years old and I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm a white lady who likes men. Ah, and what is your career field? I'm a speech therapist. Okay. How long have you been doing that? Just a couple of years, actually. Oh, okay. What'd you do before? I was a stay-at-home mom, and before that, I, I had all sorts of other jobs. So, is being a stay-at-home mom as cool as like guys think that it would be so cool to be a stay-at-home dad? Because all we do is just like cook and work out and play Madden, and then like right, that would be our right. only That's responsibilities. It um, yeah, <laughs> it's really hard. It's it's actually the hardest job I ever had. Is it just? You know, is it just because you want to be doing other things or you feel like you should be no. doing more or what? Yeah, no. I love, love, love being home with my kid, but um, it's a lot of work. And then, you know, the expectation generally is that whoever's staying home is doing all the housework and everything. And, and that is just, it's a lot harder than it sounds. Oh, okay. Are you single? Yes. Okay. And then um, how old is your kid? She's 10. She's 10? Oh, awesome. Okay. All right, so what is your condition, Emma? Um, I was diagnosed with HSV-1 mm-hmm. in January this year. In January this year? Right. Oh, okay. So uh, you're newly diagnosed. Welcome to the club. Glad to have you here. Sorry you're here, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so um, how did you find out that you contracted HSV-1? I mean, before you got tested, like what were the signs? actually didn't really know excuse me I didn't really correlate signs that I was having with actually going to the doctor I, I it wasn't intentional that I went to the doctor because I had um I had something else going on and I went to the doctor for that and uh kind of in the you know during the the appointment I said well hey I actually I'm having this discomfort um you know genitally and so the doctor took a look and said uh, uh let's do a swab and when I heard let's do a swab I thought uh-oh no. <laughs> and uh and so she ran the test and and uh, diagnosed me with with that and then um I also had another test done at the same time and was diagnosed with HPV at the same time so it was not my best day ever yeah double whammy how'd you take the yeah. news previous judgments that you had oh god um mostly just around you know super promiscuity um you know i don't want to say dirty because it's not necessarily you know the case uh that i wasn't 
thinking that necessarily, but it was just more kind of like someone who isn't me, really, is what it came down to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was kind of a, a hard a hard <laughs> a hard realization to take, I guess. Yeah. So what helped you get past that judgment? Because I mean, everybody has their own perceptions of it beforehand. You know, like herpes is always the joke of like drinking after someone or uh, catching an STD you can't get rid of. And I mean, I guess it's just because it's not necessarily, it's not deadly. So like, right. if that's the one that if you're going to use to make fun of a situation, that would be it. But um, after you were diagnosed and had that kind of realization, you know, what did it turn into from, oh, you're a promiscuous person, only, only this certain type of person gets herpes. And then you find out you get herpes. What, yeah. what changed well, the funny thing, Yeah. Well, the funny thing about it is that I knew at least one friend who had it, and I didn't think any of these things about her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, I think it was really more, you know, a lot of us are harder on ourselves than we are on other people. And so I think when it was related to myself is when it, it, it got all twisted. And um, so I think that my first thing I did was I called my friend that, I, that you know, who I knew had it and um, told her that I've been diagnosed. She had the same type. And um, and so, you know, just kind of talking to people. Was, I just she, started was she excited? Was she like, yay, I'm not alone. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah no, she was. She was. She had a much harder time with it when she was diagnosed. I mean, her her first outbreak was really really hard. Uh-huh. Mine, I wouldn't have even known it was there if I hadn't gone to the doctor, honestly. Right. Um, and so yeah, I talked to her, and then I just started outing myself to my closer friends and to my to my mom. So wait um, one sec, real, real quick. How did she? How did she tell you? What made her confide in you about her my, my condition? Friend. situation she ended up getting genital herpes from her boyfriend who had had cold sores on his mouth mm-hmm. and or who had herpes on his mouth yeah and so um you know during that time he actually thought she had cheated on him and they had been together for a couple of years and um and so he really kind of freaked out and she hadn't and so it was this kind of emotional thing that she was going through at the time and so that's part of why she told me what was going on we're uh-huh. really close and um, and so, yeah, that's how I knew. And, and then ultimately he realized, oh my gosh, I probably gave it, gave yeah. it to you. And then he had very different feelings about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, so okay. that's kind of how that came out. All right. I was just curious to know how, you know, someone would have approached you about it, you know, being that you didn't have it and then someone told you they had it and now you have it and now you're going to them. I was just curious to know what yeah. that process seemed like. Okay. So go on. Sorry. But um, you called, you started outing yourself to everyone closest yeah. to you. Yeah. And I, and I really kind of decided to do that because I felt like it normalized it for me. I mean, it was a pretty, pretty selfish motive uh, at first, I think, just wanting to kind of, bleh, you know, let it out. And, um, and it really did. It helped me just feel better about it. And, you know, I think out of the first 10 people I told, four of them uh, were positive also. And, uh, and, you know, it's funny, though, because two out of those four said to me, oh, well, I used to have that. You used to. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I said, well, you mean you do have that? And they said, oh, well, I haven't had breakups for, you know, 15 <laughs> years. <laughs> and I was like, but you know that this is like a lifelong thing. And, and you know, I know one, one of my friends was actually kind of like, well, and I was like, no, but it's not like, well, it's like yeah. it actually is, you know, scientifically proven that it stays in so it was very interesting it was enlightening and it, it kind of made 
made me feel less, um, <laughs> it, it, it kind of made me feel better about, about my own ignorance because, mm. you know, here I felt like I have these, you know, specifically this one friend who's educated and whatever, and, and she still didn't know and she, you know, she had it and she didn't even know kind of how it worked. And so I felt a little bit better about the fact that I didn't even know you could get it from yeah. someone who had it orally. And, mm-hmm. um, I had always been really consistent about STI testing before the partners and thought I was covering myself and, and my partner and, and, you know, it just didn't happen that way. So it's interesting. Ah, so yeah. when, when you were first told, like, what was the initial feeling? Was it just that, oh shit you know this i can't believe this <laughs> yeah. happened to me this wasn't supposed to happen yeah. to me was that it right it, it was oh shit and i think it would have been different if i had been in a long-term relationship and and been diagnosed because you know i've been single for several years and um i think it was oh shit i have to date with this like uh, how's this gonna go you know yeah, yeah. um so yeah okay. definitely and you know i i think i had some some initial feelings for at least a couple of weeks around, well, who's going to want to be with me now? I mean, it's the, the standard, you know, kind of self-deprecating stuff. And then mm-hmm. shortly I just was like, okay, I <laughs> this no, is I, okay. First off, I'm the shit. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We all just have to yeah. kind of come to that conclusion right. on our own right. at our own pace. Unfortunately, um, take some right. people, six months take some people six years but we all eventually get there yeah now i know it's the it's the oh shit time the shit uh, <laughs> process <laughs> yeah so you're yeah, telling people you said you've told uh there were the first 10 people maybe the first four also said that they may have had it what about the people who didn't say they had anything how did they respond to it they were very supportive um there was some pity that I didn't really necessarily appreciate. Um, but you know, I think good hearted pity. Um, but I think the thing that struck me that was really interesting once I sort of did more research and figured out about blood testing and figured out about, you know, type testing and all that. Um, you know, when I'd say to people, well, you know, I have this and, Oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, yeah, like, you know, most people don't know that they have it. You know, have you ever been tested for it? And, Oh, I think so. Was the, oh. the response? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know, <laughs> and and I so I started saying, well, like you generally, it's not an automatic test. Like you have to ask for it. And out of anyone I have said that to at all, and I've told more people since this time, but anyone I ever said that to, I never got the response. Like, oh, I should go get tested. No, ignorance is bliss. I mean, who exactly. who exactly. wants to put themselves through that? And then um, yeah. something that I've recently come across a lot more recently is that a lot of people who um well I have a friend who was recently diagnosed with type 1 and type 2 and she contacted her ex-boyfriend to uh make him aware and was like hey you should go get tested and he goes to go and get tested well he sees his doctor for like his physical and he tells his doctor hey you know I want to get tested for herpes and the doctor told him oh don't worry about it just use condoms and come back if you have any symptoms so it's like what sucks in that situation is um that she can't figure out where it came from and really get that closure behind it so it's uh it's it's a weird situation but um i don't know it's it's she because there's more to the story but I don't want to really put her business out there because I do hope to have her on the podcast one day but um, she like I said just can't get that closure but um, 
the same. I mean, I have a similar situation. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. What, what's the situation? Well, I mean, the, the similar situation is I'm, I'm not positive where I got it. I think I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the person the person I was dating at the time, you know, I, I got diagnosed, um, went and got a blood test and tested negative. I, and, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. And, you know, I'd only been with one other person in the last year. And so I think that's probably where I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I have been in touch with him and he's never had any genital anything but he he has had cold sores you know so it's like okay well that's probably likely where it came from but yeah I, you know uh, <laughs> yeah it's interesting so so how was it when you did you well when you told him what happened so he ended up uh he ended up going to get tested and testing negative but what was his response when you made him aware that you had just tested positive for herpes and yeah, hpv yeah, this was someone I had only been dating a few months, and, you know, it was, we were monogamous, um, and, you know, at the same time, I think, we, you know, we were both kind of just trying to figure out, okay, is this a good match? You know, we were we were just sort of, we, I don't think either of us were sold on our compatibility <laughs> on a lot of levels, you know, yeah. we get along and we can communicate, you know, um, and so I think, like, his response was fantastic. I mean, it couldn't have been any better. I, You know, I basically said, okay, look, I just went to the doctor, and I have herpes. And he, his first response was like, oh, my gosh, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. And then he was like, well, do you think I gave it to you? You know, and I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, and he's like, I've never had anything, you know, any symptoms or whatever. And I said, well, a lot of people don't, like, I really, really don't know. And it was kind of cool because it was like he instantly acknowledged it could have come from him mm-hmm. and that he'd never had any symptoms. I mean, those two things don't generally go together. I think people get more defensive or whatever. And so I, I really, I think I, I'm very blessed that I was seeing someone who was, you know, open and open-minded and also communicative and not really great about it, honestly. So, Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. All right. And then um, how was dating after that for you were you scared to date or anything what i think i think it has definitely shifted my game if i have i don't really have a game <laughs> my game you know, <laughs> yeah. i think the way that um that i handle interacting with people mm-hmm. um i i <laughs> i avoided dating for a little while and then i decided to kind of rip off the band-aid and i went out with this this guy and i actually i liked him but um I wound up totally not intentionally uh, telling him on the first date, and it was really not good. Yeah, I felt a lot of anxiety, and um, was it, it just wasn't good. But it was also something that I felt like I just needed to get over with. Mm-hmm. And um, and he, I think it probably freaked him out. He didn't admit to that. And, how um, how did yeah. you tell him? How did I tell him? Yeah, it was in person. Well, say that again. Was it in person? It was in person. Okay. Um, and we were just talking about all sorts of things. I honestly don't remember exactly. Uh, I think we were just maybe talking about kind of life stuff. And, you know, we were sort of snuggly. And um, and there a kiss had happened. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, like, I, you know, what oh, do you I do knew right brain, then. You know? When he kissed you, you were like, ah, this is happening. I need to tell him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to, you know, it wasn't going further than that that day. But I was also kind of like, all right, well, I have to like figure out how to do this, but my brain, you know, I was not being present at all. You know, I, I was all in my head thinking like, Oh shit, like I've got to say something at some point I should just do it now, mm-hmm. you know, get it over with. And yeah, it just didn't go that, that well. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, 
And how, how did he respond for it to have not gone well? Well, he went on to tell me a story about, like, semi-recently someone had told him that they had chlamydia or gonorrhea or something, and, 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 uh, and then he was, I mean, it basically, his comment was kind of like, well, this is, this is a prevalent thing in our area or something, right? Mm. Just STIs. And I was thinking like, mm, yeah, but like, that's okay. Whatever. That's a hell of a way <laughs> to know? bring it up. Like if you, you know, if he was going to like ask you, do you have anything? Like that's a very creative way of going about it. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't where <laughs> yeah. he was going, was it? <laughs> I don't know. I, it just didn't, it just didn't go well. Okay. And, um, say who no. are you are you saying like who am i or are you saying who are you to the person that you're who are, to the, who are you to the other person okay, and I'm, you know just do i like you do i like you enough am i interested in you enough to divulge something that isn't your business you mm-hmm. know otherwise um and really so i think since then i've i've only told i've told three people um i was only so the first first person actually after that after the the Bad the disaster. Um, yeah, after the mini disaster, um, <laughs> I uh, uh, the next person who I I went out with, I, I went out with him twice, and um, there was an obvious mutual interest and um, on lots of levels, and so I um, I text I told him via text. Um, oh no! Which at the time, yeah, no, I, I actually it was good. It was play. It was actually intentional. Okay. I mean, I. This time I kind of thought it through and, um, uh, you know, I'm sorry, actually this one was on the phone. So yeah, first one was on the phone after that. Okay. So we were on the phone and I said, Hey, you know, it seems like, you know, there's a mutual interest here. And so this is the deal, you know, and I told him and, and so he very, like, he took a minute, you know, he was kind of quiet for a second. He's like, okay, well, what do I need to know? You know? And I said, you know, kind of told him some statistics that I had sort of written down in my notes. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I just kind of said, yeah, you know, there there is a chance and whatever. And I also told him I wanted him to get tested. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and he was like, well, I don't really care. And he's like, you know, I, I like you, and I let's do this. And mm-hmm. so we dated for a few months, and um, and the herpes wasn't, you know, really. In, <laughs> it, it just it was totally non uh, a non issue really. Okay. Now, when you disclose that you have herpes, do you also disclose that you have HPV? I have not, okay. and um, and I think you know I, I have mixed feelings about it, and I I, I want to be I mean I feel like I'm I'm a very ethical person, and and um, men can't be tested for it, so I don't know if I'm talking to someone who already has it or not. Mm-hmm. You know I, I mean they could have it already, um, and I think the other piece of it is that it's so so common. So I mean literally. I, I don't know what the percentage is, but a, a high percentage of my friends, be it, you know, whether they're very sexually active with multiple partners or they've been married for 20 years, um, have had HPV. Mm-hmm. And so I have not, you know, I have not disclosed that um, just because it doesn't seem to, to me to be something that's a, a big issue. But, you know, I mean, as, as I'm saying this, it feels like maybe I should give them that choice. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so yeah, maybe that will be changing. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's good to just like I, I just want the I just want to know like for personal you know reasons to help with the podcast because I mean HPV. I hear that it's super common. Um, as I mean, like you said, men can't. We don't really get. Uh, it doesn't show up in men, but it is something that I would like to have covered on one of the future episodes too. So I just wanted to know. Yeah. That was just for me. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can definitely stay on herpes if you want, which is a sentence that no one in life ever has probably said before. <laughs> <laughs> But um, the so disclosing for you has never really been difficult. Is that kind of what your formula is? You figure out if the person is worth telling. And then when you do, you go about saying, hey, you know, there's a mutual interest. Here's the deal. Here are some statistics. And then you let them respond with what they respond with. Yeah. And, you know, I I have not I have yet to outside of my first um I like to call it a refuel. I just think it seems funnier, but because it's not like a particularly fun <laughs> thing to do. Um, I think outside of that first one, that was just you know not great. Um, I have not told anyone in person, face to face, and and some of that I and you know it's me sort of it's my own comfort level, but then it's also I want to be able to give space, and everybody has different opinions about this, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I think about it, like if someone's telling me, right, I kind of like to be able to like not have that person staring at my face <laughs> as I'm taking in news and processing it, you know? Like staring at um, your lips to see, like, how can I tell? Like, has anyone else had it and not told me? You get to looking around for like signs or something. Yeah, or, or just like, oh, they could have the oh shit face, right? And, and I want oh, someone to be able That oh to shit feel, face like, is, it's devastating. <laughs> Will you tell someone? Yeah. Yes, I've done it in person a few times. The last girl that I was seeing for a while, we were actually in the car, and uh, she was driving. We were at an intersection, and she she told me she was abstinent. So I was like, oh, well, this seems like a really good time to tell her. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool that you're abstinent. I mean, that's fine because I have herpes. And her eyes got humongous, and she she misheard what I said initially. And uh, I repeated it, and she was just like, like, her eye, she brought her face back to normal. You could just see like how big of a struggle it was. But yeah. when we finished yeah. the date, we were just like, "Hey, okay, well, you know, let me let's talk more about this. Like, what does this mean for you? Right. Like, what does it mean for me? Blah blah blah." And then right. you know, time passes and we end up you know having sex, and she was okay with it. But yeah, um, that was just like the the oh shit face is it just doesn't it never goes away and then there was one time i told my aunt uh, i was doing this podcast and she was like oh that's really that's a good title that's a good title what's it about i told her and she was like what made you do that i was like well i have herpes and that oh shit face was not my nephew like it was just like that so yeah the dreaded oh shit phase when you can get over that it kind of just becomes funny so when i told her i just laughed because i saw it coming and it's just a matter of what's this person's oh shit phase gonna be yeah well i mean it's good to like that's nice you found humor in that i mean she also wasn't someone you were trying to date yeah (laughs) so maybe (laughs) that might be easier if i was telling my uncle or something but um but I don't know, like, I, anyway, so I just kind of decided that, like, I, you know, maybe eventually, I'm probably eventually, once I get more and more comfortable with the whole thing, may, you know, maybe be down for doing it in person, but mm-hmm. at this point, I kind of, like, I like a little bit 
a distance to where you know that person can kind of like have their <laughs> have their own oh shit moment and then like come back yeah. from it and respond yeah exactly okay yeah. So, yeah so so yeah i've dated one person it wasn't an issue there are a couple people that i've i've gone out with a couple times that i told and and they were they were actually great with it i sent them a little information but um i did not proceed any you know uh-huh. All right. Good, good. Now, my next question for you is being 40 years old and then, uh, you know, being so newly diagnosed here, do you think that you take it a little bit differently being where you are in life now compared to where you, I mean, (laughs) compared to had you contracted it at an earlier age? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a really different person than I was in my twenties. I mean, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I definitely think I've handled it much differently probably than I would have at that point. I mean, I've always been pretty centered and uh, pretty confident and, um, you know, the older I get, the more, uh, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) grand that becomes. I mean, I just, you know, I, I feel very comfortable with myself. And so I think it's one of those, you know, situations, um, where, you know, this rocked me a little bit as far as kind of, wow, okay, I oh, have yeah. some thoughts about this that I didn't think I'd have. Um, but as far as like my value as a person or my attractiveness or my, you know, what I want, I mean, none of that's shifted. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm still, I still want to be with someone who I I click with and who, who gets me and who I feel like there's compatibility on, on a lot of really important levels and, and herpes isn't going to change what I want, you know, or, or the fact that I think I deserve it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then it's not going to change, you know, my feeling about what I can offer to a partner either, you know? Right. That's good. Okay. And then like, so what, what will you say you've learned with you? You mentioned like mindfulness and presence a few times. Um, so I assume you practice like yoga maybe or some sort of, (laughs) I I, I live in California and I do not do yoga. (laughs) What? Who are you? Are you an alien? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I do. I actually do. I have a, an intermittent mindfulness practice. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing this um, app. I'm, well, I don't want to plug this, but it's it's called Headspace. Um, it's a, it's, oh, I've heard it's of that. Med- yeah, it's fantastic. And, and it's for kind of like anybody who thinks like, ah, I don't even know what meditation is or like, mm-hmm. how do you do this? Um, and so I've been doing that for probably about a year and a half, kind of off and on. I'm really consistent sometimes, and then other times I'm not, just like everybody else, I guess. But yeah, um, but yeah, that really, really helps me. If I'm doing that on a consistent basis, I feel like I'm a lot more um, calm in general, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm pretty calm generally already, but it, it definitely yeah. helps with just, you know, kind of uh, being, <laughs> you're laughing, <laughs> being centered, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know, it's good. So that, that, that definitely helps. Mm-hmm. So biggest, like, what would you say helped you? Well, I mean, the mindfulness, the the Headspace app, obviously, um, has helped you with being able to cope with it. But do you have any, like, quick tip or advice to someone who's newly diagnosed who probably is in your same situation, like, around your age range, white, female, interested in men? Uh, what, what, What do you have for them to help them get through? I think really, you know, comes comes down to what we we're talking about before. You know, telling people and and finding a way to normalize it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, I jumped online right away and just like searched and searched and searched to see if I could find 
groups, you know, groups of people who have herpes who know how to answer some of my questions. And, um, and I think that the finding, you know, I, there are Facebook groups out there, um, and, uh, that are huge and there are a lot of oh, active, yeah. um, members, you know, and that was really helpful for me too. I think like getting information from people, finding links to resources and, um, you know, just kind of do your thing. Like, you know, do what's comfortable for you. If you're not comfortable with telling everybody, you know, like I was, um, <laughs> then, you know, go online and, and, and talk to, talk to other people who are going through the same thing. I think that that can really help. And that definitely helped me, you know, kind of chill out. Um, and I think the other piece of it too is, you know, I think this has been a, a blessing in disguise. And I think a lot of people have this, this, this feeling too. Um, you know, it's made me more careful about who I, decide to spend time with in the in the dating sense you know yes. in, the, in the romance department yeah. mm-hmm. good well, Emma, I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on to the podcast and share your story. And then um, that, I think that that disclosing information is good for a lot of people and then uh, for people to also practice mindfulness. And I try to get, you know, the message in there for everyone to, you know, identify their own self-worth first, you know, and like come to terms with it with your condition on your own before you can expect someone else to be okay with it. So I think you really helped with that as well. Um, Is there anything else you want to say before I send you on about your merry way? No, I mean, I think that's a really good point. I I think that, you know, I've seen a lot of people posting on the the groups about, you know, they just, they're not feeling great about themselves and they're trying to go date. And and that is just, whether you have herpes or not, (laughs) that's just not the best tactic i don't think i think it's not going to be successful if you're not feeling good about yourself oh yeah i know don't build yourself up all right well um you can go on and say bye to everybody if you want to however you want i don't know how you do it if you're gonna like be cool with it or if you want to say peace heaps or stay positive stay positive (laughs) not like we have a choice (laughs) all right thank you so much again emma All right, so that concludes this episode of Something Positive for Positive People. Um, I need to get an intro. I've been saying this every episode, that I need to get an intro and an outro, but I don't know what I'm going to do. I can be contacted at H on my chest on Instagram and Twitter. Um, My Gmail account is just my my name at gmail.com. Courtney W. Brame at gmail.com. If you have someone who may be interested in sharing their story or if you have any feedback, please do not hesitate to reach out. I want to interview any and everybody about their experience because there's always something different and there's always someone who's more relatable than uh, that could be more relatable to someone. I want to make sure and get this out to that one person who this can be helpful to. Um, if there's more, then awesome. But please do subscribe on iTunes download listen share uh, give us a review so that more people can find the podcast and hopefully um, it just gets to the right people so in the meantime before we get to the next episode and you guys get to hear my nasally voice hopefully i won't be nasally anymore but it's starting to get cold out here so that's kind of a problem but next episode i promise i will have an intro and an outro now that i said it i have to actually do it so um Stay positive. Peace.